What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson, host of Follow the Podcast. Uh, a lot to talk about, just a little bit. I'm going to follow up on some basketball news. Villanova, we all know Robinson Earl, Sadiq Bay. They're going to the draft. So, to be totally, totally honest, I really think Bay stand and Robinson Earl's not. But it's not saying Robinson Earl wouldn't stay. I just want you, without the combine, it's really hard for Robinson Earl to get a, a leg up on all guys. There's, there's so many guys that got good this year, like uh, Yeki on Kongu, uh, Zeke Naji, uh, Daniel Oturo, you know, other front court players that have, have, have already solidified themselves in the first round. Then you got other foreign guys, so I just don't think that's going to be a good look for him without the combine. Now, Angelo Brizzy was a, a point guard offer, of 2021, 20 points a game, six assists a game for Highland. Good offer. I mean, it's like it's almost like getting a, a Colin Gillespie 3.0. You know, Gillespie can can play, shoot, score. Brizzy can do all the same thing. He's a better ball handler and a better shooter. His range is longer. He really can stroke the ball. He really can shoot. You know, and uh, Gillespie can score too, but I don't know if he'll be as good as Brizzy is. Brizzy is just a better shooter. Now, score, uh, Gillespie's more physical. He's he's uh, better in the post, better in the drive. Uh, Brizzy's a better passer. But what makes Gillespie so, you know, where he was, even though it's going to take, he's going to get it. He's going to start getting rankings. Too many teams are after Brizzy, so there's going to be uh, some stars. There's going to be some stars. Um, Gillespie, um, such a real good player, um, a clutch player. A guy you can get the ball to, you take the game over. He's a game changer. So Brizzy is really good. He's, he's, he, you know who he really reminds me of? Steve Nash. With, with the longest shot. I think Brizzy has that on him. Now, this really throws. You got Trey Murphy with, with Villanova, Virginia. Houston. You know, among others, in his final four. And as things get and come to a head, where does he go? You know, where does he end up? I think Nova has got a great chance. Especially with the winning foundation, the team was coming back next year. If Nova gets him, where does it go? He's a six eight guy. He's played shooting guard. You can put him at the four in the Nova system. He's got so many good players, and I wanted to talk more about the Brian Antoine situation, and um, which is key. I think people don't know that he's going to get starters minutes next year, no matter where he's at. He is a big part of the team next year. I've heard things about Chris Archidiacono, but don't be, don't expect. Now, see that that's that's a little. Now that I hear some things, it kind of changes me to another standard. Now, shout out to my boy Jim Bagan. He was like um, starting lineup with Brian Antoine at small forward. Jim Bagan is one of my followers, and um, yeah, I, I did say that was crazy because. You're putting Samuels at power forward. Not because you're putting Antoine 
I say that could be a, a lineup we could throw in there because when you throw lineups in there, you usually had a little war during the game, and now it's time to put the lineups in there where uh, start lineups are already been tired out. So you throw a lineup like lineups are thrown in there to switch, to chop you up. You know, the start lineups been tired out. They've been sitting them out. Now you put this lineup in there. After the start lineup, they ran through some things, and then now you're in trouble. You can't make it a start lineup to begin the game with it. Chart, it'll really chop you into two pieces. But if you get a Tracy Trey Murphy at six eight, that extra inch always matters. And then you, then you can have an Antoine. You know, Murphy's a longer guy. He's a, you know, and, and the thing about Samuels is that he's a good defensive player. But you don't want to put a guy that's been you know who's better at taking out the small forward at the power forward position. I just don't think it's a good matchup. Now, um, what makes me a little interested about that being impossible is that I'm hearing Chris Archidiacono is getting a lot of confidence next year. So you know what that means. That means you could have a Justin Moore, Colin Gillespie, which I think is going to happen. I think Chris will get time regardless. You got Chris Archie Decano backing up point guard or shooting guard. You got uh, Justin Moore doing the same. I mean, you got Justin Moore starting. You got Gillespie starting. And then you got uh, Caleb Daniels. All four of them guys can rotate. So then you got Antoine backing up. You got Antoine starting. And you got Slater backing up. Now, the thing is, where is Trey Murphy going to end up in all this? Because now you got Samuels and Trey Murphy and Cole Swatter. I'm just, I'm just, I'm really, is Trey Murphy taking Slater's minutes? I'm just saying, this is why I say this, because now you got a bench rotation. This is not only a bench rotation that just comes in there, they come in as freshmen and they got 10. No, these guys are juniors. So you're going to take, somebody's time is going to get taken. And this is where the, the transfer speculation comes up. Like, oh, man, if Trey Murphy comes in there and take time, Slater might want to go. Slater might be the only person you feel like that's going to transfer. What, Cole going to transfer? Cole Swatter? Those are the only two guys you can think of. But if you go back to what I said, it's a starting lineup. Which, if you bring in Trey Murphy right now with Jermaine Samuels and Jeremiah Robinson Earl, which is crazy, right? Crazy. Um, you still got Dixon. You still got Dada. You got uh, Cole Swatter. And you got Slater. That's your front court, guys. And then you got Antoine Moore. Gillespie. Daniels. I mean, what else are you then Arthur Diakono is back? This is gonna be a real deep team. But you bring in but the thing is Trey Murphy don't play next year. I'm just talking about the uh you know, just the the mass of players. He he won't play next year, so we we won't even count him on this team. He'll come in just at the right time. 
So this team coming in this year, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, won't be a Murphy on this team. It will be Daniels. It will be like, and so now if you do the uh, Antoine thing once again, if you let Antoine stay there with Arthur Diakono getting some time, once again, what you are doing is allowing you're allowing the the, the separation. Dada and Eric Dixon are backing up Robinson Earl. That's not that's not happening. You have a lot of. Um, confidence and to me Dada with Jeremiah Robson Earl and let's just say Jeremiah Robson Earl doesn't come back. How about that? Let's just let's put that scenario in it. Let's have a little fun. Cole Swatter starts at power forward. And Jermaine Samuels. And it's uh Dada. That's just what it's gonna be. With Robinson Earl making the comeback and doing what he does, he becomes the best power forward in the Big East. He becomes a Big East player of the year candidate. He really looks like a guy that could turn into a big-time player for this team. Take him off the five where he has to deal with too much of the post. Let him be able to deal with the perimeter. That, that's his game. He can do so much at the four. Quit putting him at the five. All right, quit putting him at the five. Um, who do I think now commits? I think Bressy and, and, and Longino are the two guys you got to watch out for with Patterson and Njoku. I think those are definite. That fifth guy is going to be, it's going to be Love. It's going to be Chrissy. It's going to be killed. That's still the biggest question of this recruiting class. Them, those three guys. I'm pretty sure some other offers will come. But those three guys are the hardest to think. One of those three guys, and I think they know it, is going to commit. It's going to be a tug of war between so many programs and with Villanova offers, with the space, but Villanova's making them a priority. Those three guys, Matt Christie, Langston Love, and Trevor Kills. I had a conversation about Tim Thomas and Lance Miller with uh, my colleague and some, some followers. And I just can't say 1990s. There's no way Malik Allen and Lance Miller are over Tim Thomas. That, you're going to stop that. Malik Allen averaged around eight points a game for his career. It's his biggest year was when he had 14 a game his senior year. Lance Miller averaged 12.9 points a game his career. So that's kind of crazy for somebody to disrespect Tim Thomas like that. I mean, Tim Thomas was a phenom. He came out. He was second to Kobe out of high school. I mean, it's it's arguably the biggest. It's no no question, it's the best recruit Nova's ever had. They landed a straight juggernaut, and he played like one. People forget at eighteen years old, guys have to be certain players, and back then it was really uncommon, super uncommon for a guy to average sixteen point nine points, almost seventeen, seven six rebounds. Um, Two assists, 1.6 steals, one block. He was doing everything. Shooting 33% from the three-point line. He was hitting that jumper. 45% from the field. Um, 79% from the free throw line. He was, and I'm hearing, oh, he didn't He didn't lead that team. Listen, Alvin Williams was not the only person to lead that team. It was him and Tim Thomas. It was Tim Thomas, Jason Lawson, and Alvin Williams. 
All those guys led that team. You know, uh, Jason Lawson averaged around 12 points a game. Three blocks, seven rebounds. That was his thing. Tim Thomas, 16.9, six rebounds, two assists, one st- 1.6 steals, one block. I mean, he was, no matter that uh, Tony Gonzalez had 23 points against him. Yeah, 11 and 5, I mean, but he was 18 years old. A guy, a freshman, leading his team, help helping, let me say it right, helping lead his team to a tournament. And a, a first place Big E 6. No, it was 24 and 10. That was, that was big. It was huge. They needed him that year. They lost Kittles. They lost Ebers. He lost a lot of people. He came in as a freshman. He hasn't been a freshman that impactful since. Even though Spellman left as a one and done, he wasn't impactful like that. He to be the second best player on your team. So just seeing what he was, what he did, what he could do was huge, man. And I wanted to uh, collaborate on that, on, on this basketball floor, about Tim Thomas and how important he was to this program. Because it was just like getting a Zion Williamson, a R.J. Barrett, a Cameron Reddish. 